When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On hell, I got I mean this in the most non-HR way. You have a, you have a brooding uh, morning voice this morning, my friend. Well, you know, um, I'm, I got to get my voice looped up before <laughs> I change your speeches. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, you know, usually you're here to, to have fun and uh, we love having you on to have fun, but you're here for a more serious uh, conversation and, and to share some views. What do you want to say this morning, my friend? Well, um, as many of you know, uh, I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico, so I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up around here. So I, I moved, I moved uh, to the, no, I don't say United States, but to Boston, uh, mainland USA, uh, when I was 13 to get an education because, you know, I wanted to, I always wanted to go to school in the U.S. Because I thought, oh, it looks so cool. Look at how, how much fun people are having. Mm-hmm. How how really cool it is. Because uh, you like, I like CNC Music Factory and MC Hammer and yeah. that was my jams. And, and you know, coding. I was excited. I have family here, so I took the chance. Uh, I didn't know where they live uh, or anything about it. I just moved there. Um, so when I went to high school, freshman year, I went to South Boston High School. And if you know the history of Boston, well, they, they're the schools famously for desegregation of buses. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had no idea, no knowledge, nothing. I just went to high school. Mm-hmm. I, I was, first thing I noticed in my high school that I went, they had metal detectors and gated walls, and I was like, well, this is different. I've never been to a school like this. It's very kind of militant. And then during my first school year, all of a sudden I hear screaming and a whole bunch of commotion, and I'm in the cafeteria, and they lock us in the cafeteria. Now, I'm an EL student, so I don't speak English. I don't understand the culture. See, when you are outside from the mainland USA, you look at everybody the same. So you don't look at all oh, white people, black people, this people, that people. You look just the American people. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, when you travel around the world, they look at you as American no matter what color you look like. Mm-hmm. So you, you really represent the same. So when I went there, that's my, I said, why are these people fighting? That's my first thought. Yeah. And then I was, why are these older white people fighting with the black students, which are kids? Oh. It was a riot. And there was state police, the mayor got, now, this is 1993, so this is not like 1960s. Yeah. I was like, wow, what's going on? Anyhow, all of a sudden, they rushed us out in the back of the school. We had to take the buses. 
and South Boston is on a hill. So when you go down, the buses go down to go into Rosbury, which was where I live, which is mostly African-American neighborhood. We had to duck down because people were throwing uh, bottles and rocks oh. into the windows of the children's schools because we are kids. Wow. And we didn't have school for two straight weeks after that. Now, my family told me something, my cousins told me something, but I still don't get things because I'm learning English, I'm learning the culture, so I, I don't have a comprehension of knowledge like that. So this is my first taste of as going to school in the United States. Mm. Nothing put me to this, nothing I ever heard about United States told me about this, because when you learn about the United States, you learn, uh, you know, you learn the typical stuff, but you... you that's not publicized. Mm -hmm. So I finally started not little by little. I said, well, I better learn about this because this seems to be really important here for some reason. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but I guess I, I better learn. Because yeah. so I live mostly in African-American community, but I went to school in mostly uh, white Irish neighborhood. And I was I started becoming scared for the first time. Because I see the the harsh the harshity, and my classmates were telling me, "Don't walk around South Boston, because anybody can beat you up or they can kill you, because of the way you look." I'm like, "Why do I have to worry about that?" Ugh. So I started being scared and don't walk in part in the neighborhoods. We had to in the inner city. You don't take the bus straight to the to the school. You you take the bus to you go to a corner and then you take public transportation. And buses, and then you take the train, and then you take the bus to take one bus from the train station to take you to the school. So we had to navigate to the neighborhoods no matter what. So every morning I went from all black to all white to all white to all black again. And I saw the difference just in a small territory of how two different, uh, the, 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 some of the hate and everything. So... That was my first experience. After that year, I went back to Puerto Rico. Well, that wasn't the main reason, but I went back because, uh, and then I spent two more years there. Then I came back. Yeah. And when I came back to uh, my last year of high school, I went, my family moved to Fitchburg, Massachusetts, which is mostly uh, white. I said, it's an hour and a half from Boston. Mm -hmm. And I went to a private Catholic school. I was the only person of color in the whole school wow mm. now the kids there were really cool with me i never fell out of line i you know they they tell me you know they they find it interesting by the way i talk because i'm not the, i have an accent mm -hmm. and things like that but the and i play sports i think that helped me somehow because mm -hmm. when you play sports you make friends easily mm-hmm and my personality, I, 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 I have a hard time being, taking social norms. I just sitting there and pretending friends to come to me. I just, I don't care uh, because that's the way I am. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helped me. But um, the reason that a lot of the students were, I think, accepting with me, this is a private school that I was running out of money. And every white student that came there had money, but there were misfits in all the other schools. Right. 
I didn't realize it. I didn't didn't know much about drugs at that time, but a lot of the students have problems. That's why they were there. They have mm. record. These are the students because they have money. They don't go to juvie. They have another chance in education. Oh, right. So they the parents can actually afford to help them. Mm -hmm. uh, but this student, I saw stuff that I never seen in my life. They were really cool with me, but I see usage of hard drugs and party like crazy, all this stuff. And that was another culture shock for me because now I started learning a different. But what I appreciate about them, they embraced me and they were awesome with me. And I love that. So I started learning how to learning from the other cultures. So I live with African American and Puerto Rican and Latinos, and so I started learning more and how I was like, okay, so there's a lot of different Americas going on here. There's a lot. There's just no one thing for me to go, and that thing is gonna work in that in that place. Angel, can you pause right there? Pause right there. We're gonna take. We have to take a quick break. Okay. Angel will continue right after this. Angel, sorry about pausing you there, my friend. Um, uh, but pick up where you were, if you would, please. No, you have to be sorry. I, I listen every day. <laughs> you know, we have to You know the bells. breaks, my friend. Yes. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I, I don't want to sound like a blah, blah, blah. But, um, so I, I finally made it into college. Now, for me to make it in college was already a success because I come from a single mom. And we, we moved 27 times going up. Mm. Yeah. I was broke, and one of the reasons I left Puerto Rico because I know there's no way I'm gonna make it here. There's no resources, mm -hmm. and my aunt can help me in Boston, and so I made it to college, and my I got together with 15 people. That's how small my high school was. Oh my gosh! And and we, to the to this day we stay in touch, and they're they're awesome. They're my brothers and sisters. Um, that's been really cool for me. That was a good experience too. Um, but when I went to college, it's the first time that I went to schools with strangers, that people that, are not, and it was mostly Fitchburg. My first year was Fitchburg State College, which I think is a university now. And this is what I started seeing like real hardcore division because inside the college mm. how there were two different colleges inside of there yeah they were like all the kids of color were in one building on one side because when i went there I, I didn't know about picking rooms and classes i just follow what they told me yeah and uh i went there and i'm surrounded by all the kids of color and thinking wow that's interesting because this is the minority they pretty much put us in one building. I said, this is weird for me because I come from a school that I'm the only minority. And now I'm in this school that they automatically put everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. There were two white kids with us and in my building, uh, in my floor. And there were probably 18 uh, students of color. And they came from that over. They were like, but... Uh, again, we developed a good friendship and everything else, but we started seeing around the campus how the the microaggressions, the hostility, uh, there were places that we kind of walked together because we look as a threat. Mm -hmm. and, and now, this is I'm used to now, in high school, I'm walking around with our white classmates, so I can get anywhere. Yeah. And light skin, so 
I used to go on the. I, I see Nirvana in concert, Marilyn Manson. I had no idea what they were talking about, but I just <laughs> followed them around. And I've been to places, but when when I noticed is that when we play sports and we went into like Massachusetts is interesting because it's the inner city, but once you leave the inner city, it's a lot of country and it's far away. When we go play in other places. We saw because we have a mostly uh, uh, color uh, a team of color. We saw neo Nazis group protesting our games, harassing us when we came in the bus. Oh my gosh! And like, what are they doing here? We just here to play ball. Yeah. Just the fact that we were a student of color going into the neighborhood to play their college. And then this, I heard about this stuff because at this point I was reading in the 60s. I thought, this happened in the 60s and the 70s, but this is the 90s. Yeah. What is going on here? And harassment, and only they were harassing us. They were allowed to harass us the whole time, and nobody would say a pit. Wow. There's all these adults and everybody, and everybody just quiet. <sighs> and I, I'm thinking, there's something, some messed up about this. One thing is you have people harassing you, but the other thing that they allow us to harass us, like we are kids playing. This sh- we should not be going to this. You should have adults protecting you. Yeah, or at least yeah. kick those people out of that building. It's crazy. But this happens all the time. This happens oh. all the time. And I was thinking, but then when we went into, um, when they came into our arena, they never had that experience. Right. They've never had that, and it's like, uh, if anything, they they relaxed because the players, a lot of them didn't feel like that. They were cool there. This is the first time a lot of them met people of color from the inner city mm-hmm. because our team was composed for guys from the inner city, too. And Angel, when the adults, and, and we're running up against the clock here again, sadly, but we have about two minutes left. Angel, when you're sitting there, because I often talk about you know, kids not feeling they had allies. When you're sitting there in that bus and you guys are getting tormented and and the adults, the adults that are there to chaperone and to to allegedly protect you when you're when they're doing nothing, what's running through your mind? Is it fear? Is it is it everything? Is it every emotion? It's it's that remember I went to the South Boston experience, so I already had some trauma yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking at any given time we're gonna get attacked here mm. and there's nothing that anybody can do to stop the attack. So we we are on edge the whole time. And I know why they did it, because they wanted to mess us up so we lose the game. It's ridiculous. It's it's harassment. Yeah. And so but I know we have a short time, but in my working schools, I can talk two hours uh, about my whole experience, and maybe we can talk some other time. Yes. But uh, this is, I work in school with kids today, and we talk about bullies, and we talk about bullism, and we stand up, and we, there's a lot of initiatives in schools, and we've done a, lot, a great job. But when we look at uh, aggress- uh, racism and things like that, we don't look at that as a bully behavior. And it's exactly that, and it's work because uh, it's not about how big you are, how tall you are, your facial features. It's about just the way you look every day, and there's nothing you can do, no f- nothing to change that. Mm. Mm. And uh, and so imagine yeah, that. No, I'm just saying. Imagine. I mean, it, it, imagine that. There's nothing you can do to change it, and and you're being judged because of it. Right. Yeah, Angel, obviously. 
Um, you know, you know people who know people who know people on the show. So, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll you'll be you back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, okay. buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Angel Toro, everybody. Powerful voice that needs to be heard. And I, I again, I think somebody out there listening, their mind was just changed and their heart yes. was opened up a little wider. We're going to be back right after this. Day.